Welcome to the Successful Hairstylist Podcast, where you can find loyal, high-paying clients, raise your prices, and hit those 10K months in any economic climate. Let's get started. I'm so excited. When I was looking back through a lot of the statistics for these live trainings, for the audio version of these, which is on the Successful Hairstylist Podcast, you guys went crazy. And I mean like, double, triple the amount of views, downloads, all of that when I talked about sales. So I wanna be bringing some more sales content to you guys on a regular basis because I think the word sales is super intimidating and I want us to be able to have a healthier relationship with sales because ultimately we're business owners, we're entrepreneurs. Like we are here to make a ton of money to help our clients become the best version of themselves and we can get in our own way in that process of even getting people to take home what the hell they should be using on their hair, right? That isn't even sales, that's like a love language, like let me help you invest in your hair and then meanwhile, you could be using some of these common phrases, common habits that we're gonna talk about today and actually detract them from taking home stuff or detract them from taking care of their hair in the way that we know is right for them. So I think this is going to be really fun. Um, So today's, let me see, can't hear anything in the background. Great, I love to hear that. Okay, hair by Danielle Jones, yes. We have hello, hi guys, so happy you're here. Okay, so today's training is for you if you struggle to actually charge what your prices are. Sound familiar? Okay, so sometimes we get that little pit in our stomach and what do we do? We actually like lower, we're like about to say the price and then we don't and then we lower it by a few dollars. Especially those of us in our own suites, it's really easy to do this because who's gonna know, right? We're the only ones who are going to know. Ultimately, we do have say over our prices, so it's like, you know, do I have, like, it can be tricky, okay? So if you struggle to charge what your prices actually are, charge for your add-ons, charge for length, all of that, this is gonna help you. Um, Number two, this training is for you if your clients don't usually rebook their appointments with you, right? So if you struggle to get your clients to make that next appointment before they leave you, this is gonna help you. And then number three, if your clients don't, take you up on your recommendations. This is going to help you today. So that could be service recommendations, right? Like you need a shine gloss, you need a conditioning treatment, you need to do this. Like there's a way we can communicate in more effective ways. It's not about um, manipulation. It's not about doing anything icky. It's actually just about speaking in a way our clients can hear and understand and respect us, right? I don't want you guys out there doing things that are like diminishing trust totally on accident, okay? (laughs) Totally on accident. So let's get into these. So I have four sales killers that I'm gonna share with you guys. And I know you will see yourself in all of these. And then lastly, I'm going to share four positive sales tips that can really, that can also just help support you when maybe you don't know what to say 
or you know maybe you're trying to like reconfigure how you communicate behind the chair okay so let's go ahead and jump right in so sales killer number one might surprise you okay it is the quote honestly i think dot 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 right or to be honest with you dot 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 we don't want to say this and some of you out there may be like what are you talking about red like honestly like i'm being honest like that doesn't make any sense but here's what happens when you when people human beings like psychologically when they hear the phrase to be honest with you we can actually think oh you weren't being honest with me the whole time right well what were you being before well what did that mean before then like are you just starting to be real with me like what's going on okay so we want to take out the word honestly or similar vibes is going to be well to tell you the truth or to be a hundred percent authentic blah 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 so these are actually working against you um we don't need to say that you don't need to validate yourself in that way because you're already being honest hopefully <laughs> so um just take that right out so you're not sending any mixed messages okay so honestly to be honest to be a hundred percent with you no cap like however you communicate that phrase we want to take that out of our rotation okay um the only place i could see this is maybe in the very beginning meeting a new client when you're like look i just need you to know that i'm like a no bullshit person so i'm going to be really honest with you i might talk to you or recommend things no one's recommended before or i might say no when you ask me for certain things just because that's how i am and that's the relationship i have with my clients so just letting you know that up front right that's a better way to kind of communicate that than putting it in front of phrases especially further in a conversation okay so number two might also surprise you if you notice somebody being like about price and you say something like well honestly i can go a little lower on the price for you i can get it down to 150 instead of 200 would that work for you okay so when we do things like this, when we say I can actually go lower on the price, it erodes trust because people are thinking like, why didn't you just give me that price up front? Like they're thinking you're not an upfront person. And now they're thinking that if they don't haggle you or push back on your pricing regularly, they're going to actually end up overpaying because you're inflating things when they don't need to be inflated. So we never want to just be like, well, I could do it for 150 instead of 200. An alternative to that could be, look, if your budget is 150, we can't do all over, you know, all of your ends won't get lightened, but everything around your face is gonna look really light right so we can present a 150 dollars plan without undercutting the prices that we're presenting in the beginning okay so that is totally what i would do in that situation so that was number two i can 
actually go a little lower on the price. Would that work better for you, okay? Number three, this is a biggie, you guys. I did this all the time too, but I had to break myself out of this habit. The phrase is, or you can let me know later. Or you can let me know later, okay? Now, when do we end up saying this, right? It's when we're gonna rebook somebody. It's like, okay, I recommend you come back in seven weeks, Sharon. How does the 15th at, two, you know, same day, same time in seven weeks sound? It starts to feel awkward. And what do we do? Or you can let me know later, okay? We don't even let them give us an answer. We just immediately kind of jump in. We fill in that space. This phrase is really a killer this one like it is such a killer because we can do the same things even when it comes to taking home product right like or you can let me know later if you want to get it and um i can get that for you or you can wait until you use up what you already have i know you guys are saying this stuff okay <laughs> so what do we want to do instead okay what we want to do instead is we just want to offer something and then shut up, okay? <laughs> and then stop talking. We just want to let the silence hang there. I can tell you guys, I there's like a gap when I'm processing information before I answer sometimes and it doesn't mean I don't believe you. It doesn't mean it's a no and I'm trying to be nice. It's literally just like I'm moving things around in my brain to answer. So if somebody is rushing me, it's going to definitely be a no. And then if somebody is, obviously, if we give someone a way out, they're going to take it. Hands down, they're going to take it every time. And I've talked about this before um, with checkout in general. People are out the door by the time they're checking out. So anything you give them that's going to be faster, they're going to say yes to. So if it's like, we could rebook your appointment or you can tell me later, they're gonna pick the fastest option. So we wanna take that out of the equation and just, you know, ideally we'd already have their appointment rebooked, but if we're there at the end and we're like, even if we're booking it while they're processing, we don't wanna give them that out. We just wanna make the offer and then hear what they have to say, okay? Don't answer for them, just wait. Also, let people surprise you. Sometimes we're just feeling awkward. That's it. So many places that they go, the med spa, to get their makeup done, to get their weekly blowouts, if they go and do that at like a blowout bar, when they go get their nails done, they're always asked to make a new appointment. You are not doing something greedy, scary, salesy when you're doing that, but I understand the anxiety. I truly do. I used to be like, how could this make me so nervous? How could this make me so anxious? But it does, it's like a full body reaction. So we don't wanna say, or you can wait, okay? Or you can wait and let me know later. Or you can wait and I'll set them over for pickup once you decide. Or you can wait until you use up what you have at home. No. Okay. So this last one is another one that I was super guilty of when I was behind the chair. And I see this everywhere. Um, you're probably even going to notice it in like friendships and regular relationships because this is just normal human behavior. But what happens is 
when we get uncomfortable, okay, when we're doing something that kind of scares us, we can over explain and like give overly detailed information. Okay. So what happens when we do this is first of all, we're not leaving space for the person to even think about what we're offering, right? Cause we're just bombarding them with information. <laughs> it's true. You guys know it's true. And then the other thing that happens is that it feels inauthentic. It, at that point, when you're giving that many details and you're going that far into it, it actually starts to feel like you're selling to them. When for you, you're like, this is the opposite of selling. I'm giving them all of the like statistical data, like nothing is wrong with, you know, so of course they're going to get it but we actually overwhelm them with information and nothing is worse than a client with a little too much information, either about their hair, about processing, about formulation, about all of this stuff. It is makes things like 10 times more stressful. So when we make an offer, <laughs> when we make an offer, instead of saying, do you want a conditioning treatment? It has papaya in it. It's going to, you know, I'll give you a head massage. It's going to just be sitting there. You're going to be, it's going to leave you conditioned. You're going to have shine. You're going to have this and other clients that I've seen, blah, 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 blah. And instead of doing that, it's just like, instead of, you know, like to help with your dry hair, I want you to leave with like smooth, shiny hair. Let's do a shining, you know, a shining conditioner. Let's add on like a shine treatment. And then what do we do? We just <laughs> shut up, shut up. And this again, it lets people think because when we give people more details, there's more space for misunderstanding. There's more space for confusion and all of that. And when people are confused, they literally don't do anything. Okay. So keep it as simple and clear as possible. So those are the four sales killers. Um, obviously looking at those, you can think to yourself, okay, I wanna do kind of the opposite of that in order to help with sales. And I say yes, but I'm also going to share. Hey, Ren here. Listen, if you are making less than $5,000 a month behind the chair, you need to take my luxury stylist audit. In my free masterclass, I walk you through this audit where you can actually see which areas of your business need more attention to actually see progress. See, the reason why a lot of us don't hit 5K, 8K, 10K months is because we are spending so much time focusing on areas of our business that frankly, aren't doing anything for us, which then leads to burnout, frustration, you know the drill. So end it right now, jump into my free masterclass. The link is in the show notes. I'll see you in there. Sales encouragers or whatever, make it easy for people to say yes to you. Cause if you're hearing these and you're like, man, I had no idea. <laughs> then it's probably gonna be really nice to like hear the opposite. Okay, so let's take a look at these. So the first sales tip, so this is gonna be positive sales language, 
is we actually want to be very decisive. So even me saying we actually want to be is the opposite of what I'm trying to do here. So when we have decisive language, we build trust. It makes us seem like we are confident and in control of what's going on. So we want to use decisive language. Now, words like that are going to be definitely, absolutely, certainly, and we can do that, right? So even if they're asking for different things, you're not sure how their hair can lift, say yes and say we can do that or absolutely, and then give the details of like, look, it might not get there the very first time, but absolutely, like we're doing it. We're gonna give it a try. And what this also does is it helps your client feel validated as well, right? Like they're going to feel like, okay, cool. She's listening to me. We are on the same page. So decisive language helps. Women, I feel like in particular, we can get really bogged down in the maybe, actually, the we'll see, the what do you think about, right? Like there are a lot of little filler phrases that we can use. You hear me use them even here. They're very habitual. But the more we can present that confidence, the better our clients are going to feel. So that is just going to make them trust us and want to say yes to us. Okay, the second positive thing you can do for your sales is going to be to use the word imagine. Okay, sounds kind of funny, but we want to use the word imagine. So we want to paint a picture of what our client's hair could look like or what their daily styling routine could be like. Um, for example, it's like, well, imagine if you could look polished and ready for work in 15 minutes, you know, and then you're out the door. Would that be great? It's like, of course that would be great, right? So we need to use the word imagine. And so obviously this is going to help them really picture some of our ideas. So sometimes we use very technical words and it's hard for people to picture it or they have their own understanding of what those words mean, like balayage, for example, that honestly aren't even what they are. So we can build like these miscommunication cycles. But when we are saying imagine and we're putting them into a place where they're imagining themselves and what it's going to feel like, look like, be like as an experience or as like a day-to-day, -day, you know, in their day-to-day -day life, it is going to make such a big difference. It also helps them connect to your future vision. So I don't think that any of us have the goal of like, I want to see someone one time and never see them again. Like we are trying to meet these soulmate clients, these dream clients, and then build this future for them, build this long-term plan for their hair. We know you're not going to get long, thick hair in one visit, I mean with extensions, but even that, you gotta like build a whole plan for how it's going to keep looking good and keep being healthy. But it's like, we know things take time. So we want to use the word imagine, we want to pull people in to the future of their hair so that they understand we're a long-term thinker, we have a long-term vision for them. I wouldn't leave and go see someone else if I knew they had this like big picture for me and like my hair and my, you know, beauty, I'd be like, I want to see how this plays out. I'm, I'm on the ride. 
Okay, so number three for a positive sales tip is just going to be using your client's name inside of luxury client method, which is my high level mentorship. I even talk a lot about having their name written places and doing things like that because people love their own name. When you say someone's name, it just feels personal. It gives people little endorphins, which seems really funny, but it's absolutely true. There's so much research about it. So even as people are checking out, if you have a bag with their products in it, just write their name on the bag. You know, wherever you can do it, do it. However often you can remind yourself to say it, say it. People, it makes them feel connected and trusting towards you. Okay, and then lastly, this is like a minor shift that is more probably for your marketing and like social presence than it is necessarily like face to face with a client. But we want to be sure that we're shifting how we communicate about people from customer to something like client or guest or something like that. Okay, so we really want to move away from referring to our <laughs> customers as customers because really if you think about what that kind of feels like it's like this it feels like a used feeling right like you're a customer your purpose here is to buy from me okay and like nobody wants to feel like that like they're just there for somebody to you know whatever we want to make our customers feel like guests right like treasured guests in our suite treasured guests that we can't wait to like connect with and pamper um even clients is okay but still that's like oh well you're my client right it's like well we're more than that like we're getting to know each other on these deeper levels so i really do like the word guest but you and your branding i'm sure you can think about like what is going to feel the best for you and what feels authentic for you but that shift seems really small but it really makes a difference in how people perceive you and your brand and then also i think on some level it changes how we perceive people right it changes how we perceive our relationship with our customers when we call them a guest when we you know don't think of people in our dms as prospective customers it's like no like they're a vip to me because they are going to turn into a guest. Like this is very special, like they are special in my life. They aren't just somebody who buys my stuff and like a name on an invoice. And I know that they're not even like that for you guys. So I think that that helps a lot in how we show up and in our mindset. Okay, so today I shared four big sales killers, four common phrases, common reactions that can push your, your customers, your guests away from you and make them say no to rebooking, taking home hair care, like upgraded services. And then I also shared kind of four positive sales tips. Um, sales is huge and we don't need to be scared of it. Like I know that we are more artistic and we are more, you know, excited by creativity and the relationship that we form with our clients but sales is not the opposite of that like sales is not in contradiction to that they live together super peacefully because 
everything we do and communicate, whether it's where you want to, ha- what you want to have for dinner with your spouse, we are doing some form of sales. Sales is just a transfer of ideas. It's just a transfer of knowledge and recommendations. And the more that we can start building like a positive relationship with what that looks like as a business owner, I think the better it's going to be for you because ultimately people are going to trust you more, which sounds weird because we always think of being salesy as breaking trust, but having a relationship where your clients take your recommendations and stick with you long-term, I mean, what's better than that? That's the goal that we all have. And it's all based on getting good at communication, not making it awkward, mostly. (laughs) Like, it's only awkward if you make it awkward, and going from there. So I hope you guys enjoyed this. Thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me, and I will see you at the next one. Bye.